from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News for August the 8th, 2010. Hi, I'm Robert VK3DN. And I'm Brian VK3HXR. Hello, Robert. Hello, listeners. Now, what's, uh, what's been big in your world this week, Brian? I'm packing, Robert. I'm uh, heading off tomorrow morning, packing to go to New Zealand. What, this is a holiday or work? It's a week of holiday. Oh, very nice. Yes, yeah, so no one ring me. No, and you're going to be back in time for next week's news broadcast? If we put it off for a few hours, yes. I'll be here. I'll be back in town just after the usual recording time. Fantastic. Will you have a good time over there in New Zealand? Any amateur radio planned or is it just purely holiday? At this point, um, what have you got there, Robert? It's, sorry, it's purely holiday, but what are you holding, sir? This Yes, thing sir, here. that thing, sir. What is it, Robert? It's an amp meter. An amp meter. It is an amp meter. Or an amateur. No, it's an amp meter. Okay. Why do you call it an amateur? Well, you know, A-M-M meter. A meter? Amateur? Amateur. Somebody else got that wrong this week, didn't they? From the Talbot News listeners. The Central Goldfields Ammeter Radio Incorporated. It was published in... uh, Talbot News. Talbot News, indeed. And it was a good story, too, and good publicity for the hobby. Yes, and we have a full article about uh, the visit at the Talbot Museum right now. Shall we begin? Yes, we can. New museum shows off amateur radio. The very last available three-day rostered slot for WIA-affiliated clubs to activate the special call sign, VK100WIA, was taken up by the Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club in Maryborough, Victoria. That was back in February, enabling plenty of time to decide when and how the club would make best use of the opportunity. Club president Peter Rafferty, VK3CC, says... The Talbot Radio Arts and Historical Museum was confirmed as the venue, with the museum volunteers very keen to lend their support. The cross-benefit was that the centenary of organised amateur radio and the museum were both included in promotional materials. That resulted in articles in the Maryborough Advertiser and on radio stations in central Victoria. Special guest last Tuesday, the 3rd of August, was WAA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, who inspected the extensive communications section of the museum precinct. It includes a 1930s Elf Traeger radio transceiver used by the School of the Air and the Royal Flying Doctors Service, and a recreation of the old studio of broadcast station 3CV. The WIA president then had the honour of making the first VK100 WIA contact from Talbot, which was with Wayne Hayes VK7FWAY at Meandetta in northwest Tasmania. He went on to make more contacts and it was clear that radio amateurs have been checking out the VK100 WIA roster and were on frequency waiting to make contact. Peter VK3CC thanked Ron Furman and the other volunteers at the Talbot Museum for their strong support and assistance. He then introduced the WIA president, inviting him to make a brief speech. Michael congratulated the Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club for having chosen a place that is interesting and attractive. Michael VK3KI said, This wonderful location not only is fitting to celebrate the centenary but also to promote amateur radio to the community. He referred to changing technology, reminiscing that when he started out as a radio amateur, his first radio was a war surplus VHF set, a far cry from modern amateur radio equipment. The WAA president said while promoting an interest in amateur radio and its changing technology, the very basis of activity has not changed since it was defined by the International Telecommunications Union in 1927. That is, a radio communication service for the purpose of self-training, intercommunication and technical investigations carried out by amateurs 
That is, by duly authorised persons interested in radio technique, solely with a personal aim and without pecuniary interest. The Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club, led by Peter Rafferty, VK3CC, made plenty of contacts with VK100WAA and also logged a shortwave listener report too. Its members and a few guest operators from the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group had a great time contributing to the centenary celebrations. Sounds like an excellent day was had by all. Thanks to Michael Owen, VK3KI, for making the trip from Melbourne to Talbot for that special event. And also thank you to Jim Linton, who uh, provided that particular news story. That news story, as well as the clipping from the Talbot News, are on the WIA website. Now, the uh, VK100WIA online logbook. What's the number? 10,000. I'm tipping by the time this news broadcast is aired, we will be have exceeded 10,000. I'll be honest with you, we had no idea that it was going to be this wildly successful. We knew it was going to be successful, but not this successful. And uh, it's QSL cards coming out of our ears, seriously. There's an interesting one that I saw about a couple of weeks ago of a Chinese amateur, QRPCW, in the log. I think it's sensational. The clubs that have been working the special event station have been making quite a few overseas contacts. One particular club in VK6 that did a fantastic job and got a lot of overseas contacts as well. Uh, there's also you know, occasionally an interruption to usual uh, transmissions, and we've got a story about that coming up a bit later, listeners. So listen out for uh, one of the few things that can stop the VK100 WAA juggernaut. All right, let's have a look at the VK100WIA roster. Today, the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, completing its three-day of operating at the Rosebud Scout Hall. Their activity has been an enormous success and certainly given amateur radio a publicity boost. VK100WIA moves to South Australia tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday, with the Elizabeth Amateur Radio Club operating mainly from its members' QTHs daily from 8am to 11pm local time. Look out for them using SSB on 80 metres and 40 metres and SSB plus PSK on 20 metres. The local 2 metre repeaters and Echolink VK5RLZ minus R. And on Wednesday, the operation will be a field station set up at Fremont Park, Elizabeth. VK100WIA moves up to New South Wales this Thursday, Friday and Saturday, that's the 12th to the 14th of August, courtesy of the VK2AWA contest group. And on Saturday, that's next Saturday, the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society takes over. So do look out for both the VK2AWA contest group and the Illawarra Club during the Remembrance Day contest. On Saturday the 21st through Monday the 23rd of August, the Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronics Club is taking a project management approach to maximising the media and other publicity opportunities that are available. It's set to launch an information blitz on all of the local news media, send personal invitations to the Mayor and local councillors and inform 10 local schools. Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronics Club will have public displays and demonstrations of SSB, CW, PSK and SSTV and ATV and they are also seeking enrolments for foundation licence courses. The VK100 WIA roster available on the WIA website also has details for the Macedon Rangers Amateur Radio Club, the Mid-South Coast Amateur Radio Club, the North East Radio Club of South Australia And to complete the month of August and kick off the month of September, it is the Redcliffe and District Club in Queensland. 
More details in future broadcasts. Thanks, Rob. And it seems like Lockyer is making a lot of noise. The Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronics Club has again proven the usefulness of the WAA media kit by gaining a store in its local Gatton Star newspaper. The article promotes the WAA centenary, amateur radio generally, and the club's upcoming public display with a special call sign VK100WAA. LVREC is located 80 kilometres west of Brisbane and on the weekend 21 and 22 of August will be having open days for the public at the Laidley Youth Centre. Club Vice President Peter Davies, VK4KHP, has the responsibility of media liaison and is hopeful that the Gatton Star story is but the first of more to come. We also have an article coming up about the LVREC and their project management tips. Now, as we mentioned before, the Illawarra Radio Club and the uh, AWA Contest Group will be uh, operating during the Remembrance Day Contest and each week we've been catching up with Peter Harding. Uh, VK4OD, who's the contest manager for the Remembrance Day contest, and we have another report from Peter this week. Hello listeners, I'm Peter Harding, VK4OD, the WIA RD contest manager. Today being the 8th of August, that makes next Saturday the 14th of August and at 0800 UTC signals the start of this year's RD contest. For the Morse code users, next weekend will give you a better chance to score a certificate for the highest winner. Have a go, you might just win it. The opening speech is available on the WIA website RD contest page in two different quality formats. Once the contest is over, please be sure to get your logs in before the closing date. See if we can get more logs from the new F calls above what we received last year. I would urge all states to get stuck into the contest to try and knock off the uh, VK6 off the winner's poll. Happy hunting, good luck in the contest. This is Peter Harding, VK4OD. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. And we've also been hearing each week from Trent, VK4TI, and here he is with his last instalment. Good morning, Trent, VK4TI here. Mate against mate, state against state. The RD contest, radio's version of the State of Origin football series, is on next weekend. I'm sure much planning has gone into the 2010 Remembrance Day and wish all competitors a great weekend. Make sure you have fun, and after the RD, don't forget to submit those logs to Peter, VK4OD. Back to the news desk. And here's the story I've been waiting for. Fan Park has VK100 WAA literally smoking. The Frankston and Mornington Peninsula Amateur Radio Club had seven of its members involved in a multi-band operation for the special call sign VK100 WAA. While the call sign continues to prove very popular, when David VK3EW put it on the 17 metre band on Saturday morning, it created a pile-up. A club member who won't be named had a little mishap with a microwave oven, which put an end to calling CQ for a while as the operators needed to get out and get some fresh air. Did it say what happened to the microwave oven? No, no. I'm just guessing it was a bit smoky. Yes. Fan Park also had the Frankston Hastings leader newspaper photographer attend the club rooms, which resulted in a story being published. Well done, fellas. I assume that that was after the smoke had cleared. Well, you would have had some good evidence, wouldn't you? That's right. In all, the club reported it logged 816 contacts on HF, D-Star and 2-metre FM for VK100 WIA and enjoyed supporting the WIA and the centenary celebration. 
The operator roster was Rod VK3YC, Gerard 3GR, Terry 3BMX, Peter 3BPN, John 3CVF, David 3EW and David 3LDR. Well done, fellas. Now going back to the Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronics Club. As we mentioned earlier, they have done a wonderful job of project managing their event. When an event is multifaceted and involves a team of people, then a planned approach is most likely to get superior results. The Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronics Club, VK4WIL, has done just that and has plans to put the special event call sign VK100WIA on air on Saturday the 21st through Monday the 23rd of August. Club treasurer and project manager for the activity is Alan Shannon, VK4SN, and he says that many hours have been put into the VK100WIA activity and without a planning document, things could be missed or perhaps overlooked. Now, this document is sent to the club committee and others assisting with the project so that they can personally track what has and needs to be done. It includes the logistics, sponsorship, event rostering, media liaison and publicity. The aims are to achieve measurable outcomes, including levels of participation, increased club membership and maximising the contacts over the three-day roster slot. The WIA Centenary Committee, which I'm actually part of, well, we're delighted that Alan VK4SN has provided us with a copy of the project plan and that Alan's agreed to let us put it on the WIA website so it can be downloaded for the interests of all radio clubs. And if you want a copy of that project plan, simply go to the news release section, look for the project plan uh, downloadable from the Lockyer Valley Amateur Radio Club story. And Brian... Here it is. Here's a copy of the project plan. Look at this. Pages and pages of useful information. Looks like everything that could possibly be put in there, every eventuality and every idea. Has been thought of. That's right. So it's got exactly who's doing what, what's happening when, well, the possibility of something going wrong um, and the remedy to do to fix it if uh, if it does. It's got everything, all bases covered. Fantastic work there, uh, Alan, and thanks for your... A professional approach to this and for sharing it with all radio amateurs. And please, everybody, go take a look. Indeed. Now, sometimes, Brian... <laughs> not, as, me, as not, it, not me, Robert, not me, it's you. As much as we think we might have this broadcast down pat perfectly, occasionally we make mistakes. Would you like to uh, present Humble Pie this week or shall I? On your behalf, sir, I don't mind doing it. Correction. While it's generally considered rude to ask a lady her age... Beware if you declare it openly like we did on the, new, on the news bulletin last week and get it wrong. That's what happened to us last week and we were quickly brought into line by more than one Alara member. Quickest off the mark were Jean VK3VIP and Susan VK7LUV who reminded us that Alara, the Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association, was in fact celebrating its 35th year, not its 30th. Our most humble apologies. Thank you very much for the feedback. Thank you indeed, and we do apologise with all sincerity for making that mistake. Amateur Radio Magazine. Well, mine arrived in the letterbox just yesterday. Brian, has yours turned up? Yes, it's on the kitchen table at home. And on the cover we have a lovely shot of a lighthouse and amateur radio in the foreground. And this particular shot was taken last year at the Cape Nelson Lighthouse near Portland during the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend in 2009. Amateur Radio Magazine, it looks like it's packed full of useful information. To tell us a little bit more, here's Barry Robinson, VK3PV. 
Amateur Radio Magazine, August edition. The cover story is about the activation of the Cape Nelson Lighthouse near Portland in southwestern Victoria by Grant Alford, VK3ILH, during the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Other events reported on this month include Gipstech 210 and the Australian Fox Hunting Championship held at Mount Gambier. Roger Nichols, VK7RN, in his article, The Targa West Point Rally, explains how radio amateurs provide communications for this major motorsport event. Foundation Corner by Ross Pittard, VK3CE, discusses Going Mobile, which makes an interesting read. A fully illustrated article about the Melbourne Digital Amateur TV repeater, VK3RTV, is published under the authorship of Peter Cousins, VK3BFG. Contesters will find information about the 30th Alara Contest, Westfield Cup and Remembrance Day Contest, and more. The regular columns of DXing, shortwave listening, amateur satellites and VHF UHF. Amateur Radio Magazine is a WIA membership service and copies are also available at selected newsagents. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. Thank you, Barry. And now to hams across Australia, beginning with Ballarat Amateur Radio Group Hamvention 2010 in VK3. For Sunday, October 24th from 10am till 3pm, location is again at the Ballarat Greyhound Track, corner Rubicon and Sutton Streets. Tables will be booked via hamvention at barg.org.au. There will be commercial traders, pre-loved gear and lots of odds and ends. Door prizes too, and three categories of homebrew competition will be conducted with $50 prizes for best judged in each grade. Details and forms are available on the barg.org.au website and a map of how to get there, downloaded from the same site. And the Barg Ham Fest was a good one last year, Brian, and I think this is the second year that they're doing it at the new Greyhound uh, track location. Previously it was done in the Woolshed. And moving across to VK6, we've got a report from John over there about their local repeater. Hello there, from John, VK6NDT. Now some of you fellow ham enthusiasts may have heard about the new 2 metre FM repeater firing up in the northwest. Well, it's finally here. Tom Price is a remote mining town in the Pilbara region of the northwest. It also boasts the highest town in WA at 750 metres above sea level. The town's located inland at the edge of the Hammersley Ranges, almost halfway between Newman and Caratha. Tom Price Town was a purpose-built town by Hammersley Iron Mining Company in 1965 after the rich iron ore deposits were discovered in the nearby ranges. Now, Ham Radio has been a part of this town for some time, but limited to HF due to the remoteness. There has even been scout groups involved in Ham Radio here with the call sign VK6SCG. Unfortunately, like everywhere, the numbers of hams have decreased over time and only a handful of operators are left a mix of uh, fly-in, fly-out staff and locals. Now one thing about this lovely town is that Karajini National Park is just down the road and that attracts a lot of tourists each year. With only a few ham repeaters outside the metro area, the idea of getting one set up here was discussed. The help was never too far away with Craig VK6FLAM and the guys from the Amateur Radio Society of North West Australia, Mike VK6BHY and Steve VK6HV. We were able to get some gear together, and finally it's on the air. So, the call sign, VK6RTP, and the frequencies, 146025 and 146625, or channel 1 for the older generation. Some more information about the new 2 meter repeater and some photos can be seen at www.vk6ndt.webs.com. I can't wait for the QSOs. 
73s from VK6NDT. Thanks for that, John. Now moving to education, youth and advancement of amateur radio. Radio education. The RSGB presents musical Morse training. The RSGB Newcomers webpage has an MP3 designed to encourage learning Morse code. With a musical backing track, it gives the entire Morse code alphabet, including numbers and punctuation. Just have a listen to this. Soon you'll know the rhythm of the code. A dit is a dot, a da is a dash. The rhythm of the code. Alpha. Da-da. Bravo. Charlie. Delta. Now to international news with a new world record on 10 gigahertz. A new world record in distance on 10 gig has been established between the Cape Verde Islands and southern Portugal. On 10th of July, at 10.46 UTC, the previous record of 2,070 kilometres was smashed by an SSB QSO at 2,696 kilometres during the Hyper Atlantica 2010D expedition. A detailed report will appear in the September 2010 RADCOM, but in the meantime, details in French can be found at www.hyperatlantica.ch. Congratulations to all involved. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Operational news, special event stations, repeater beacon DX and net advice. D-Expedition gets YJ0VK callsign. This D-Expedition with a team of four Australian radio amateurs will be operating for six days, 0001 UTC on the 27th of August through to 0100 UTC on 2nd of September. Team leader Chris Chapman, VK3QB, advises that YJ0VK on Vanuatu's main island of Efate will be on the HF bands with special attention to the WAC bands. The stations will be fairly simple, get effective 100 watts feeding verticals and dipole antennas and an inverted L for 160 metres. More information is available on the website YJ0VK vkham.com Depending on internet availability, the plan is to update the online log at least once a day. So here at the newsroom, we wish the team Chris Chapman, VK3QB, their leader, Alan Meredith, VK2CA, QSL manager and webmaster, and Luke Stuhl, VK3HJ, and Brenton Vowles, VK3CBV, the very best of luck. Propagation study. New 6-metre beacon in Kyrgyzstan. EX1SIX is a new 6-metre propagation beacon that has come on the air from Kyrgyzstan. It transmits on 50.026 MHz with 50 watts out to a vertical ground plane from grid square MN82SD. That's near the village Tamga on the southern coast of Lake Isik-Kul. According to Oleg Ivan EX8MLT, the beacon's installation was made possible thanks to the help of David Gregg, N3DB. Ivan says that N3DB is the leader in the installation of a project to install 6-metre beacons worldwide. More is online at tinyurl.com forward slash prop 
beacon. Well, that sounds quite interesting, Brian. We'll uh, check that one out on the uh, on the website. Okay, moving on to ham radio in space. SO69, again, returning to service. South Africa AMSAT reports on their webpage that operations are slowly being resumed on its Sambandilasat SO67 bird. According to the announcement, the satellite's ground control station will observe the amateur radio payload to ensure that it remains stable and then gradually add more operating time. And you can follow the progress online at www.amsatsa.org.za. And in continuing on in Radio Space News, the ISS to celebrate 100 years of scouting with ISS contact. A special amateur radio on the International Space Station contact with the 100th anniversary of Scouting Jamboree is scheduled to take place at about 18.20 UTC on Saturday, October the 31st. At the time of the contact, the ISS will be in a 56 degree elevation pass over the National Boy Scout Jamboree at Fort AP Hill in Virginia. That's where some 43,000 scouts and leaders will join 8,000 volunteers to celebrate this milestone event for the scouting movement. And for the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, Australia really lights up. It's being held on the 21st and 22nd of August and has VK radio amateurs and clubs setting a new record of 54 registrations. And they remain just ahead of Germany with 51, followed by the USA on 42. A total of 350 registrations have been received so far from 30 nations. For more information, visit the website www.illw.net. That's fantastic, Brian. That's just awesome. Fantastic, awesome. No, sir, it's sensational. I think it's remarkable that we have such an event, a non-contesting weekend that gets so many people out into the community showing off amateur radio. And that actually reminds me of something else that's coming up. For the first time this year, everybody... October 23rd. Tell me about it, Robert. Yes, Brian. This is our opportunity to go into the community where we, as radio amateurs, can demonstrate our hobby. We're going to tune into the world and show them how amateur radio gets people talking. Yes, on Saturday, the 23rd of October, amateur radio enthusiasts from all over Australia will be showcasing amateur radio in prominent locations throughout their local area. This activity, of course, Brian, is new to Australia. This is its very first year. And it's going to be a great chance for us to get out our portable radio equipment, antennas, etc., and set up in a public place. Now, most people in our community probably would give amateur radio a second thought if they knew just a little bit more about it. Now, perhaps your club has got something special to offer. Maybe they can operate the station on solar or wind power. Look, whatever the case, here's the opportunity to set up in a public place, a local shopping centre, car park, a school, public oval. There's been lots of ideas that have been bandied around the bands on the Melbourne repeaters as people have been discussing this event. But it's going to be a great day for amateur radio and for the community. That is... Saturday, the 23rd of October, mark it in your diary, Brian. I'm sure you've already got it in yours. Listeners, mark it in your diary. Then it's going to be a fantastic day. That is, tune in to the world. Amateur radio gets people talking. Thanks, Brian. Back to you. And here we have the special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2010. August 14 and 15 for the WIA Remembrance Day Contest. August 21st and 22nd, International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. October 2nd to 3rd, Oceania DX Contest phone segment. 9th and 10th, Oceania DX Contest CW segment. We've just spoken about the 23rd of October. Pencil that one in, everybody. 
Then on to November 20th and 21st, Spring VHF UHF Field Day. Looking forward to that one. Thanks for that, Brian. Now on to some social bits and bobs. First up, the Blue Mountains Amateur Radio Club. They're holding their annual Winterfest on August the 22nd. They're having it at the clubhouse in Orchard Hills. Then, as I've just spoken of, on October the 23rd, tune into the world, Amateur Radio Gets People Talking. Then on November the 7th in VK5, the 2010 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest, that's at Rother Street in Goodwood. The final final, Malaluka Mayhem. John VK5NX, one of our many relay stations, writes, Fortunately, this Sunday broadcast relay went out with any real trouble. Except for the very strong winds we were experiencing at the time, blowing the fronds of a nearby Malaluka tree flapping onto one of my antenna wires. Even though it's insulated, it still managed to change the tuning and cause a deterioration of the signal going out, but I managed to find a setting that was usable so that the signal went out anyway. Proof of the effort was the following callback number for Sunday 1st of August on 80 metres, 16 stations. In the trying conditions, I guess that was partway reasonable. And I guess there's going to be a new club project there next weekend to uh, help John Trimmy's Malaluka tree. It's great to see John's doing well after a short stay at the White Coat Hotel, uh, a.k.a. the Pretty Nurse Boarding House a couple of weeks ago. 16 stations on 80 and another 17 from when he put it out on 40 earlier in the week. Thanks must go out to John and all the other stations casting out the WIA Weekly News into the ether each week. A reminder to all listening that we do keep track of callbacks. In fact, while compiling the news, I came across more than 30 callback notifications from all over the country. So each time you listen, please let us know you were there. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, we've come to the very end of this week's news broadcast and uh, we've done it again. We've put another broadcast together. So thank you for uh, your help and assistance with that, Brian. Thank you primarily to the listeners, but also to everyone who contributes content as well and for the opportunity. And you're off to New Zealand, so you enjoy yourself this week. Seven days away, I'll give you a report. Okay, see you again next week. Thank you. This has been WA National News. And remember, we report it, you decide. We've reported, you decide.